0: Hello and welcome to episode 55 of the Atlanta Man podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Rogers, and on today's episode, we have the most positive episode so far in the Braves' 2022 season. Um, They have finally gone on a bit of a run here. Uh, They called up their number one overall prospect, Michael Harris. In a sort of a surprising fashion last weekend um, I wasn't able to record last week so we got a uh, couple of weeks worth of stuff to talk about I'm probably gonna focus on the most recent week more than anything because that is um, where they have gone on a bit of this run here but uh, first things first I'm gonna start off with the promotion of Michael Harris um, promoted straight from double-a Mississippi went straight over triple-a Gwinnett so um, he debuted on a Saturday, I believe, against the Miami Marlins last Saturday, May 28th. Um, they kind of just out of nowhere, um, Saturday morning, promoted to him. It wasn't something that was on my radar at all, um, especially this early. He does fit the bill for some of the needs the Braves have. He is a very, very good defensive um, prospect in center field. He is a left-handed bat, which is something the Braves need. Um, kind of an underrated thing in this Braves season is that as Ada Rosario has been down for, you know, the past month or so now, and it's going to be out for quite some more time. Um, the Braves' only true left-handed bat in the lineup is Matt Olsen. Um, they do have Ozzy Albies who bats left-handed majority of the time um, as a switch hitter. But the only true lefty in the Braves lineup right now, or before Michael Harris got promoted, was Matt Olson. So kind of a thing that hasn't really been discussed as much as it usually should be I guess you could say when you lose a, a lefty bat out of your lineup but it's something the Braves didn't really address up until this point Um, you know running out like Travis DeMeritt and um, Heredia those are right-handed bats in the outfield um, Contreras is a right-handed bat so you know it's uh, something that's not a huge deal but definitely um, a thing that's a good thing to have to break up the lefties and righties in your lineup and um, Braves have been hitting um, Michael Harris ninth in the batting order, every time he's played. He's played every game since he's been promoted. And he's batted ninth every time. So, yeah, it's a good way to break up those left and righty bats, especially before the top of the lineup where you have Acuna. And um, as of late, it's been Dansby hitting in the two-hole, and they've bumped Matt Olson down. He's been hitting four, five, and six. They've been kind of shaking up the lineup a good bit. And um, Olsen batting later in the lineup is a thing that I don't expect to happen you know, a ton more um, to be a theme throughout the entire season. Probably just something that's kind of sparked the lineup and it's um I, 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 guess, you could say, I guess you could say it's worked because the Braves offense has been performing reasonably well lately. Um, but yeah, definitely a, a promotion that I wasn't seeing coming. I thought there was a chance that he could be in the big leagues later in the year. I thought they were going to give him a good amount of time at AAA, but he had been doing very well in uh, AA this year. Had an 878 OPS with the team in Mississippi. So definitely not a complete stunner that he got uh, promoted straight to the big leagues but a surprise to be sure but a welcome one and um he's performed reasonably well reasonably well i i would say um he hasn't been laying the world on fire or anything but um up until this last game was colorado he had a five game hitting streak uh he was batting 300 coming into today he didn't get a hit today but still he's been playing good defense in center he's been a respectable bat at the bottom of the lineup and you don't need him to be you know a Like you just need him even if he's a slightly below average hitter that's perfectly fine if he's going to play good defense and he's going to be batting ninth you know if him just him having a decent on base clip would be huge for the braves in front of acuna and um just the top of the lineup with riley the way he's been hitting dansby's still been going pretty good too so yeah if he can just get on base at a decent clip i think um that'll do wonders for this braves lineup and obviously He's already made a few really, really nice plays. He's very good defensively in center field. Um, uh, last thing about just the promotion as a, as a whole and the, yeah, the, 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 the last thing that has to do with anything with the promotion, I should say, is the Braves farm system now with uh, guys like Harris and Spencer Strider too, who we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, with them coming up to the big leagues and graduating here soon out of being prospects, the Braves have one of the worst farm systems in baseball now. Um, that's what happens when you're a good baseball team at the Major League level and you've promoted all your guys. Um, but, yeah, it is worth mentioning that the Braves' prospect capital has been stretched thin between the Matt Olson trade and now just promoting guys, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. It's a good thing these guys are getting promoted. But, um, you know, a thing that used to be a huge strength for the Braves granted they were a bad baseball team at the major league level um i, I think they're starting to feel the sanctions the sanctions that were set down on them in 2017 over the copy stuff and all the you know international prospect or international signing um, restrictions that were put upon the franchise i think they're starting to feel that a little bit now they're um they're able to operate normally now but um it's still going to kind of catch up with them with the all the the few years where they were had very limited money to spend on the international free agent market uh, just wanted to bring that up real quick just to say that yeah the farm system is kind of bad now and uh, that's fine though because the uh the team at the major league level is performing well especially as of late so that's enough on michael harris and the farm system and prospects and stuff like that we will get into all of the action that unfolded between last time we talked and now um between last time we last time i recorded the Brace have play the phillies the marlins the diamondbacks and the rockies um They split their four-game set with the Phillies in Atlanta. Um, They had a pretty crazy walk-off win in Game 2 where uh, Kenley Jansen blew the lead in the ninth on a Bryce Harper homer, which was just an absolute missile, hit the bricks of the chop house, and that gave the Phillies the lead. But then the Braves immediately in the bottom of the ninth go Dansby double, Ronald Acuna fly ball that was dropped um, by the Phillies outfield, which is – Kind of a theme of their season. Their defense is absolutely atrocious. Dansby scores, and then my guy Bill Contreras has the walk-off single, and the Braves get a huge win, six to five, against the Phillies. Um, which was definitely an encouraging sight to see because that would have been one of the more brutal losses of the entire season if they would have let that one slip away. But they didn't, and they were able to get the win, and that's great. It was a very good win for the Braves and much needed. They win game three also, but they drop game four with uh, Aaron Nola. Had an absolute gem of a start, which is uh, bound to happen from time to time. He is quite good, um, so nothing really you can do there that's too upsetting. They didn't they didn't play the Marlins for a three-game set at home. They won two out of three. They lost the middle game to Sandy Alcantara. That was Michael Harris' debut, and Alcantara is just having an insane season. Um, I believe he went eight innings pitched, one earned run in this game right after he went complete game in his previous start against the Braves. So, yeah, he is just having an absurd season and probably his two best starts for against the Braves in back-to-back outings. So that's um, not great for the Braves, but Alcantara is very good. Kind of like the same thing as Nola. These guys, sometimes it's just not going to be your day when they're pitching, and that was the case here again. But they are able to win game three, like I said, six to three. They take two out of three. So up to this point, um, you know, the Braves have had fine results, splitting with the Phillies, and two out of three against the Marlins will take. But then they go into Arizona, and they lose two out of three. Um, they lost game one, 6-2. to two. Spencer Strider made his first start of the season, which was um, an encouraging sign that they're finally putting him in the rotation. His, uh, his line doesn't look great, I'll say that. But, um, I believe let me pull it up right now he got incredibly and I mean incredibly incredibly unlucky in this game some bad defense from Marcelo Zuna and just some other factors at play led to him only it's not they've actually upgraded his 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 line here it was 4.1 innings pitched five earned runs they have now made two of those runs unearned so it's only three earned runs so it's not as brutal um, he did give up a homer, which immediately followed a terrible, terrible slide attempt on Marcelo Zuna on a ball that had an 85% catch probability. Um, Ozuna is terrible in left field. Not that you didn't know that already, but um, in this Diamondback series, he really, really flexed his muscles of how bad he is in the outfield. Um, but still, seven strikeouts over four pointings for Strider. He was, He looked fine, in my opinion. I think he actually looked better in this start than he did in the start in Colorado where he went five innings, pitch one and run because he walked five guys in Colorado and he got lucky himself. So I guess things even out at the end of the day for Strider, but yeah, definitely a uh, weird start for him and not a great way to make his first ever big league start, but still some encouraging signs from him. Uh, Game two was the doozy of this series. The Braves lost eight to seven in extra innings. Um, pretty heartbreaking stuff in this one kenley jansen who has been very very shaky as of late gives up the lead in the ninth will smith also give up an earned run in this one after charlie morton had yet another mediocre outing he would have another mediocre outing against the rockies later on in the week but yeah will smith gives up a run in the eighth Kinley gives up a run in the ninth the braves blow a four-run lead i believe they led six to two in this game and they end up losing it 8-7. to seven. Um, Very similar to that loss they had against the Brewers a couple weeks ago on the road where you know, they gave up the walk-off homer to and Hira. It wasn't a walk-off homer, but you know they were able to go up in extra innings and uh, get the ghost runner across. But the Diamondbacks do tie it with their ghost runner. And then they get the walk-off of their own against Jackson Stevens, who uh, gives up the two runs. Neither of them were earned. Um kind of a just a bad situation because the ghost runner things get tricky but yeah kinley wasn't good in this game um gave up with the ghost runner in one of the games in colorado and also gave up a uh homer in game four in colorado but they were to hang on we'll get into that in a second but kinley has been very very shaky as of late which is not what you want because will smith has also been really bad um i'll just go over their numbers quickly here just to kind of portray their season so far i'll start with will smith um 23 games for will smith 23 appearances 20.2 innings a 435 era 21 strikeouts which is fine um technically he's above average according to era plus but he has a 614 fip which is not not good at all and that's what happens when your um home runs per nine is 2.2 which is high uh his walks his walks are pretty high too 5.2 per nine innings which isn't great um. So yeah. Well, he's striking out guys at a decent clip still, over um nine Ks per uh, nine innings, which is good. But um, yeah, it's he is not having an ideal start to the season at all. And Kenley, on the other hand, who started off the season fantastic, is still in a bit of a rut here. He's up to a 3.8 ERA on the season. His FIP is 2.46, which is very good. So I'm not too worried about him because his peripherals are still awesome and he had a very long run of success and he's just kind of going through a rough patch right now, which is going to happen. Um, but yeah, he's still, he's struck got 33 guys in 23.2 innings. That's what you want. K per nine is at 12. Um, hasn't really given up homers. He's given up two homers. He gave up a homer yesterday to Charlie Blackman and um, he's given up one other one this year. So that hasn't been the issue for Kenley has had eight walks, um, but still that's still below his um, average from last year of walks per nine of 4.7 so the problem is he's kind of getting up a lot of hits 6.1 is higher than last year and um yeah he's I don't know he's just kind of getting in trouble that's it and he doesn't look aggressively bad you know some of his cutters his famous cutters they just kind of end up getting way too much of the plate at times and that's going to happen um but yeah so I'm not too worried about Kinley. I would say you know just give him time and he'll uh, he'll straighten things out he's a very very experienced closer and he has uh, been through this a lot and I know Dodgers fans know this but you know sometimes he isn't as reliable as he is at other times and I think he's just going through one of those stretches right now but uh, yeah that's enough on those two guys I just wanted to briefly mention them because those are the Braves eighth and ninth inning guys sort of I don't know AJ Minter has been getting some run in that role lately because he has been kind of the best reliever in baseball this season according to war which is pretty wild AJ Minter has been absolutely elite, um, so shout-out to AJ Mentor real quick. But, yeah, I just want to bring up Ken Lee and his struggles and Will Smith and his troubles also um, just to touch on that. So move on uh, to the last game in Arizona. Braves went at 6 to nothing, able to salvage the series. Um, a really good start from Kyle Wright. He continues to just be awesome this season. And uh, that was the start of the current win streak that the Braves have right now because they went into Colorado and mop them a four game sweep to give them five wins in a row they are above 500 at 28 and 27 Uh, game one they won 13 to 6 in a blowout fashion Um, they really roughed up austin gomber he um, gave up a couple of homers but the braves offense was rolling in this game game two was um game two games two and three were both very interesting game two the score was zero to zero heading into extra innings only the second time in the history of Coors Field that that has happened, where a game was scoreless heading into extras. Hasn't happened since 2008, so a pretty rare occurrence for that ballpark in particular. But the Braves do win 3-1 in extra innings. Matt Olson had a huge two-run double to give the Braves three runs um, in the 10th inning. I uh, think game two also went to extra innings. It was tied one apiece, so they were able to scratch one across the board. Um, and the Braves went at 6-2 in 11. Acuna had a sack flyer to put them up. The Rockies tied it with their ghost runner, and then in the 11th, and the Braves kind of go nuts and get four runs. Duvall homered, Ozuna doubled, Contreras doubled, and they get four runs, and they uh, win that game 6-2. And then in game four, this was a pretty weird series. They went 8-7. Um, they led pretty early in this game by uh, how many runs were they up by? Let me check real quick. They led three to nothing after the top of the first, and Charlie Morton immediately gave it back. Um, then Matt Olson did a three-run homer in the second to make it six to three. They led seven to three in this game. Um, they went eight to seven, <laughs> which is um, not what you want. They did the Rockies did have a comeback bid. And uh, speaking of Will Smith and Kinley Jansen again, they both give up homers. Like I said, um, luckily Kinley's was only a solo shot, which was all they could afford, and uh, Will Smith was a two-run homer. Um, that he gave up, but they were able to hold on and win this game. Um, final play of the game was pretty wild. Kenley just didn't cover first base on a ground ball to Matt Olsen. So Olson had to get into a photo finish um, race to the bag where both players dove into first base, which is not what you see every day and especially not something you see um, when uh, th- for the last play of the game that ends the game. Um, Olsen beat him by a good bit, but still a photo finish at the end. Between Olson, I believe it was Sam Hilliard of the Rockies, as they uh, both dive into first base simultaneously. Olson wins the race, and the Braves win eight to seven, and uh, they are over 500 for the first time since I believe they were two and one on the season, um, which is you know not great, but still at least they didn't wait till August this time to get over 500 again. Um, but yeah, so a good five-game winning streak right now. They're only down by eight and a half games to the Mets. As they came into the series, down 10.5 to the Mets. So made up a little bit of ground here. That's always good. And um, just keep winning because I got good news. The Braves' schedule, they're in a really easy stretch right now as a whole with these games against the Marlins, um, Diamondbacks, and Rockies. But it continues to be pretty easy. It's easy up until June 20th, honestly. That is when the schedule gets tough. But um, before June 20th, they have two games against Oakland this week. It'll be the return of Christian Pache to Atlanta, Um, so that'll be um, a pretty easy two-game set there against Oakland because they're quite bad, but they do have some pitching, so it is definitely not a complete pushover. Then, this weekend, Thursday through Sunday, a four-game set against the Pittsburgh Pirates, who are not good, but they are, um, I guess you could say, exceeding expectations slightly this year. They're not completely like worst team in the league bad, but they're still not good and a team the Braves should handle, especially at home. Then they go on a little road trip, but it is a fairly easy road trip, as it is the Washington Nationals, who were terrible this year, as they're expected to be. Three games in Washington, then three games in Chicago against the Cubs, who are uh, not very good either. So that's a pretty large stretch of games against teams you are clearly better than. And um, you got to take advantage, because after that it gets kind of hard. They have a uh, pretty tough... See, it's uh, four games against the Giants after this stretch and then three against the Dodgers. That'll be the return of Freddie Freeman. Um, So that's a tough seven-game stretch after that. So, yeah, you kind of got to get fat here, I would say, and uh, make up some ground before you have the brutal seven-game stretch against those NL West teams. But, yeah, I I think they really can because these teams are playing are truly bad. I guess the Cubs are the one team that are pesky-ish and have some talent. But Oakland is bad, even though they have good pitching. They can't hit anything. Um, and I believe it is Kyle Wright going in Game 1, so you should have some uh, good starting pitching behind you against a really bad offense. Pittsburgh, um, they're not great either. They've I guess they've been kind of lucky this year by winning games, but the roster on paper is still pretty bad. And then Washington is probably the worst of them all. And then the Cubs, like I said, they have some talent, but still the Braves are clearly better than the Chicago Cubs. So this is a stretch where the Braves can really make up some ground and they've already started to because they've already won five games in a row and they could really go off on a run here if they wanted to and I, and then like I know they see this schedule ahead and say yeah it's time to go on a sustained run if you let's see how many how many games are in this stretch there's six, 12 game stretch like go 9 and 3 here go 9 and 3 go 10 and 2 at the very least you got to go like 7 and 5 8 and 4 obviously which I think that's kind of the minimum here, but go on a run here, and you could really, really make up some ground early here in June and put a dent in this lead as uh, the Braves are undefeated in June right now. They're 5-0, and they have a chance to really, really have a good June with this schedule. So yeah, pretty exciting stuff. Most excited I've been about the Braves all year because they've actually given us something to be excited about with uh, five wins in a row. Great stuff from the Braves, very proud of you guys. And, um, yeah, shout to Ron Acuna. He's been raking. He had a huge homer yesterday, a rocket. Um, Matt Olson had a big homer. He's hitting. Austin Riley's hitting. The bats are waking up. The pitching, I'm um, not going to take too much away from the pitching because it is Coors Field. And so whatever, uh, yeah, like for Kenley and Will Smith, you get a pass. Ian Anderson gets a pass. Charlie Morton gets a pass. It's Coors Field, whatever. You're back home. Let's win some games. Let's catch the Mets. And that's all I got for you in this episode. So if you made it this far listening, I really, really appreciate it.